that's the challenge sometimes with this concept of feeling being healing. And you're like, I've been feeling, where's the healing? You know, I'm tired of feeling this. I'm tired of feeling is how fully are you actually feeling? Because you could be feeling disappointment and at the same time, avoiding it, resisting it. December 25th, 2018. It was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, raving fans, money, assets. And yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money. The kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends. The kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck. Like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things. All the things that promised me freedom. And it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was going to be an inside job. And... I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the unruly entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really truly, finally, fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. Oren Harris, welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur. Uh, Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. I don't know why I'm actually, this might be the most nervous I've ever felt for an interview. (laughs) I feel like I'm about to get a little more vulnerable than maybe I ever have (laughs) on my show today. So beautiful. Thank you for being here. So you guys, Oren, I had seen a, a video that your partner Chelsea had posted and she posted this video of her crawling into your lap and your arms just like yeah. engulfing her. And this was like last summer. It was a minute ago. And I remember saying to our mutual friend, Ashley Stahl was actually over at her house at the time. And I'm like, if it's not this, I don't want it. <laughs> I'm sure you guys hear that a lot about your relationship. And the interesting thing that came full circle, literally just as of yesterday was actually, I've been in this little bit of like a, a healing bubble. So you said something the other day on, on social, and you said the edge of your capacity is the edge of your current identity. And I feel like I've been reassembling a new identity for myself in relationships specifically, but I think what we're going to talk about today is going to be relevant to money, business, success, love kind of won't matter. I think the steps will be, the steps are going to probably be pretty applicable to like whatever that next thing is that you're calling in. But what I noticed for myself was I came out of a 20 year marriage two years ago. And in my experience of dating, I seem to be attracting, um, even though I feel like myself, like I've very much done a lot of like my divine feminine work and I'm like, leaning back and increasing my ability to receive, but I was still attracting these situations where I was uh, 
not, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. So mm. I was listening to a podcast with you and Chelsea and she said, um, before I met Oren, I had to uh, do some inner work around what are my belief systems about men and why do I want them to be true? And I do this work all the time in bi business. What are my belief systems about money mm -hmm. and, and reassembling a new identity around that? And I was like, oh, shit, I have not done this with men. And so over the past few days, I have been in like this crazy riptide of watching fascinating things happen <laughs> in my life. <laughs> To where I was, I had such a migraine this morning when I woke up and I was so nauseous, I almost wanted to cancel. I'm like, I don't want to show up this way for Orin. And I was like, okay, what's my lesson? And I saw myself like moving towards this interview and away from it. And as I moved towards, I started to feel better. And once I was decided, no, I'm doing this interview, the nausea and the migraine went fucking away completely. <laughs> so I, I somehow feel, I feel like I felt you going through that process really like that, that's more. somewhere well as you say it right now I'm having a memory even just an hour ago of like tuning in to mm -hmm. the to the podcast and feeling like like the field was a little like I feel like I could feel you yeah I so. was thinking I'm like god I feel a little bit like a crazy like ocean energy this morning yeah. And at first, like my like hyper independent inner child wanted to be like, I can fix this. And I'm like, I don't think that's the lesson. lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to be ocean energy <laughs> and Orin will just bring the magic. And I think like what a gift for people to be able to see me be in the energy of like the chaos and to wa watch and witness your magic and like my even look at my hand. My hand is like, fuck. <laughs> so mm. thank you for your magic. And, you know, I see your bio and you would identify as like a coach of mastery and a performance, a high performance coach, which I see clearly you are so embodied in this. And I would identify you as like such a, such a fucking alchemist. Like, if people think, well, I can't afford to join his paid containers and you think you can't get a, a real transformation from your free content, they just, they're in their own <laughs> version of illusion. <laughs> Amen. So I'm going to tell you what ha happened was. <laughs> what, hap what happened was. <laughs> the full circle uh. moment was I had a conversation with my relationship therapist yesterday after seeing my my more recent ex three times this weekend where he kind of ignored me and she's like, and how do you feel? And I'm like, there's this weird grief. And we went back to this, the original memory of it being my parents getting divorced when I was three. And instead mm -hmm. of getting reassurance, I, what was the word? I got avoidance and I was like, oh, he avoided me. And it sent me into this like interesting riptide. And she goes, what did you want from him? And I was like, I think I just wanted a hug. And I'm like, oh my God, the containment tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> it all came back to the containment cuddles. So as I'm doing this, I'm reassembling this new identity for myself and my belief systems about men, why I've wanted them to be true, what could be true next. Like I really wanted to open the conversation for anybody who's going through an identity shift within themselves and feeling like they're kind of in the midst of it. And 
what do we do next, Oren? <laughs> Where do we find land in all of this? <laughs> A great question, Ocean. It's just th th threw me right out in the deep end. I'm kidding. No pun, no pun intended. <laughs> well, what what do you want? Like, what are you what are you desiring? Yeah, I am desiring a. I'm desiring a grounded relationship with a man who, um, who can control his own emotions and and his ability to, um, his ability to like calm his own ocean or at least identify like I'm in an ocean and know when to like create space. And I want someone that I can have, I want someone that I can go through conflict and all of that, but there's goodness on the other side of it. There's gold on the other side of it. And I haven't found someone who has the capacity to actually want that and execute it in a way that's an emotionally safe environment for me. And mm. so, yeah, I have clarity on like, I'm not afraid of the mess. I'm afraid that the other person doesn't have the capacity to hold the mess in order to take the steps to get to the other side of it because my deep, my deep belief systems were like, well, men will just disappoint me anyway. So this is where I'm reassembling. <laughs> mm. Well, one thing that stands out to me, and this is something I've said before, is that all, all fear ultimately is a fear of feeling. Mm -hmm. If you trace down any fear, you could say, I'm afraid of losing clients, losing money, losing health. Ultimately, the fear that grips us, that energetic kind of contraction is yeah. a fear of feeling something. And mm -hmm. so part of our identity structure, when I say the edge of your capacity is the edge of your identity, one of the things that holds together the edge of our identity um, is obviously fear, but more specifically, it's a fear of feeling, right? Yeah. And so what stands out to me when you're speaking is the feeling of disappointment. Right. You know, it's very loving towards yourself and it's very instinctive to not want to feel disappointed. Like that doesn't feel good. <clears throat> so it's one thing to feel disappointment or to not want to feel disappointment. It's another thing to be afraid of feeling disappointment. That's mm -hmm. the sensation like it's it's too much. It's overwhelming. It's just, ah, I don't want to feel that feeling deep inside my heart. Mm -hmm. Is this resonating so far? Yeah, absolutely. There's the thought that comes up of like, I've just had enough of it. You know, mm -hmm. like at what point in time will like the the ending of it not lead to disappointment. And I certainly felt that a ton in the beginning of even my business. And wow. I don't know, for some reason, like the area of like that I haven't figured out a master yet is definitely the relationship piece. Like I had to sit with the fact of like, if I'm the common denominator, <laughs> that means I'm the problem, which if I'm the problem, that's great news. Cause I'm also the solution. <laughs> And so now I'm in that space of like, how do I create new Andrea with a more loving belief system for, I like deeply believe in like 
the concept of freedom and letting everyone have their human experience. Mm-hmm. So that person resonates or that piece resonates with me. And then there's this like inner child in me is like, I'm so sick of disappointment. <laughs> well, that that's understandable. And that's something to love and mm-hmm. to have compassion for. And it's not, it's in my, in my opinion, it's not the thing to solve. Like when you say mm-hmm. I'm sick of disappointment, and you're describing scenarios that don't work out the way that you want, and then you right. wind you wind up with this feeling of disappointment. Mm-hmm. What you're calling disappointment, or what you think you're sick of, is keeping you in a kind of protective state, mm-hmm. right? Protective meaning like get bigger, better, faster, stronger, wiser, find the right, right. situations or persons, so that you don't have to feel disappointment. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And (laughs) (laughs) so going back to the identity, your, your person, when you're moving towards your desire Mm -hmm. of what it is that you desire, it's having you still be somewhat in control, which means that you have to be the one to create it in a sense by by yourself on, on your terms and your conditions. (laughs) Right. And (laughs) when it comes to like masculine and feminine dynamics and like being contained and containment cuddles, just it's not that you can't be held and contained even as this person who's like feeling like I need to control or create my own destiny or, or create my own safety for myself. Yeah. It's that if you are in this hyper independence energy, which Mm -hmm. is coming from love and trying to keep yourself safe and protect yourself. So there's nothing wrong with it at all. Then you're kind of hiding from and keeping yourself from the very thing that you're desiring. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I'm just using the example of the containment cuddles, right? Yeah. So, so even coming onto this podcast, like you said, you were oscillating and feeling like, ah, I'm not really feeling up to it. But that's you also thinking from that same identity. Right. And then you, right? It's like, well, I might be too much. I can't hold me right now. I'm the ocean. So, okay, how do I, how do I resolve this? Maybe I'll postpone. Maybe I'll reschedule. So you leaned in, which is awesome. And that's a testament to who you are. But what it's also doing is it's allowing you to be in this space and be received, be held, right? So this is this is a kind of like virtual containment cuddle. Well, maybe we won't use the word cuddle, right? <laughs> so I like, oh, you guys were cuddling on the podcast. No, she, you, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. that that motion of leaning in and following the call, however that connected inside you to follow through and follow the call of your heart and of your spirit to show up on this podcast is an opening beyond your own identity. Wow. My next question was gonna be like, if you are desiring that, like, it's the security, right? We want a containment cuddle for like the security and to feel like seen even when we're not in our highest, right? Or in our, in our most strength. And my next question was going to be like, well, where do we get the hug from? And you're like, wait, you just did it. You showed up for the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Do you feel that? For sure. Absolutely. No, I already, I already started feeling it once I was decided. And like all, like I said, the, the nausea and the migraine just dissipated over the next, you know, 30 minutes of waking up. But when I, when my feet hit the floor, I'm like, this is going to hurt. <laughs> like just light with the migraine was pretty intense and I don't often get migraines. So that was another thing where I'm like, this is kind of unusual. And I'm curious if there's actually medicine in this for me that I kind of want to run from a little. <laughs> yeah. So good job. And you, in a sense, transcended your identity in that, in that moment, which opens you up to be to receive and to be held and to not have to create whatever it is that you're desiring exclusively by yourself. That's what right. puts us into a controlled state and connecting that back to feeling disappointed, right? As you're willing to feel disappointed, which is an interesting thing, right? Cause you might be like, but I have been willing to feel it. That's why I'm sick of it. Right. But it's <laughs> yeah. like, but feeling like feeling really reaches its potency and its magic. And you say feeling is healing when you're feeling or to the degree that you're feeling unconditionally. Yeah. Like you, like you would with a child. And that's the, that's the challenge sometimes with this concept of feeling being healing. And you're like, I've been feeling, where's the healing? You know, I'm tired yeah. of feeling this. I'm tired of feeling is how fully are you actually feeling? Because you could be feeling disappointment and at the same time, avoiding it, resisting it. And yeah. so as we deepen into the feeling, right, and allow ourselves to permeate the feeling of disappointment, then we start to dissipate the fear of feeling that. And we realize it's not actually going to kill us. And we also get in touch with these deeper layers in our heart. Like what's what how are you actually feeling deep in your little girl's heart in disappointment because that's where the love is trying to enter that's where the that's the thing that needs to be cuddled but if you're if you're busy trying to get away from it it's almost like all the cuddlers can't find you ah uh, ah uh. <laughs> I said one time to a client, I was like, the mailman has your checks. He's trying to chase you with them. You just won't slow down. <laughs> you just said the same thing to me. Like the cuddlers can't find you. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're you're like, let, uh, hold on, cuddlers. Let me sort this out or create the perfect conditions. For myself, which is loving. It's also just limiting, right? Mm -hmm. Let me sort this out for myself. Then I will be available to be held in the very, you see what I'm saying? And that's so the, <laughs> that's the part of the independence identity and where independence, right, the point at which independence becomes a limitation because independence also is a strength is when we are being independent as a means of trying to create safety for ourselves, but we're trying to create safety through control hmm. and control doesn't lead to safety. You might, 
control might give you a moment of temporary relief of, whew, okay, now I'm not dying. I feel like I've got things under control, but that deep nervous system, exhale, relaxation, I can completely relax, which is like the cuddle, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't lead to that. Is so, that too deep? <laughs> no, not at oh, okay. all. My, my brain is like busting open. I literally saw before I could get my feet onto the floor. I'm like, my soul is showing me like, Orin has a key for you. Go. <laughs> and like, I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing the key, right? Because it, I couldn't even have perceived that as like that still being me in control because I'm like, I'm sitting here. If I'm in relationship, I'm, I'm willing to receive like, open the door for me and like, et cetera, et cetera. But it was still so deeply surface level. I, I do believe I've done some depth of work around like letting a man hold my emotions. And that was in this very last relationship. But then my thought next was like, since that blew up and became so tumultuous and like sad and disappointing, I'll just do all the inner work on myself. <laughs> exactly. So even when you when you said when I asked you what you desire, notice that you went into part of the formula as you were telling me what you desire. You said, "I want a man who can control his own emotions," right? Mm -hmm. And it's not that that's not true, but it's coming from the control. You see, so now your sure. your rate your spidey senses and your radar and your manifestation master is going to be making sure that this man can control his emotions so that you can relax and receive your desire. But that's the energy of control. And that was the first thing you said to me when I asked you what you want. Damn it. How do I read so, that? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, first of all, like, you can invoice me for this podcast yeah. <laughs> when we're done, by the way. I'll send, <laughs> like, I'll, no, I'll be I'll paying send, you later. Send you my PayPal link. I'm kidding. So... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say this more quickly because this is like informative and I'm also kind of helping you do it at the same time is first, just like see it with love. See, see, instead of just trying to fix that, see like why you're doing that and have compassion for why you're doing. That's why I'm saying it's okay. It's just not effective. So when I say it's control, I'm not saying it's bad to your heart. I'm saying, I see, I see you. And I, I feel why that's important to you that a man can control his emotions. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's like the, the, the water side of the equation, you know, right. and that allows your heart to relax. That's a way of being held. And then I would say the fire, or you could say the masculine would be like the clarity, the truth, right? Also, as you create space in your heart by just seeing then you can see the truth, which will allows you like in a, in a manifestation sense of creating reality, it allows you to speak more clearly what your desire is and allow it to be felt. So that's why when you said, I want a man who can control his emotions, if I was like the universe, I can't, I can feel your heart and I can feel the protection, but I can't feel the presence of your desire. Actually, I can't right. feel so that would be like maybe step two is to really feel and even speak what you want. And that might look like taking that part of your order off 
the table from the I'm like the waiter going, what do you want? He's like, well, I want a man who can control his emotions. It's like, right. Get to the deeper <laughs> layer and speak that. Yes. What do you, what are you really saying when you want, you say you want a man who can control his emotions? What's a, a way to say that, that can be more clear and more felt to what it is that you desire? Yeah. I think I, like what I keep seeing is like, I want I want to be seen with love, with with all of my identities, the messy Andrea, the articulate Andrea, the inspiring Andrea, the unsure Dis- Andrea. <laughs> the, the disappointed Andrea? The disappointed Andrea. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, I want some, I want to be witnessed in that and, and love be given, not withdrawn. So let me negate the not withdrawn, but love move in. I want to feel love move towards me. Right. And when love moves away, is this when the disappointment energy comes up or what feeling comes up when it moves away? It was like the craving was like, I want reassurance and not avoidance. So yeah, I think then you're right. Like the, the other component is I want to. I want to also see through the lens of love that even with energy moving away, that I'm okay even in the disappointment. So it wasn't offering, I was wanting love to be given, but I wasn't fully giving it. <laughs> right. And and that's why if you, when I said be with the feeling of disappointment, mm-hmm. another way to say that is love the feeling of disappointment hold yourself in the feeling of disappointment rather than trying to solve it because if you're trying to solve it then one you're not bringing love to it yourself and two it's much harder than to be seen and held in it by someone else you see what i mean Mm -hmm. so that's that's all of the thing when you said I want to be seen in all of the rays and spectrums of me, you were leaving out disappointment innocently. You mm-hmm. see, so but that's a key part of the manifestation, right? right? So you're like, but wait a minute, I don't want a man who's going to be avoidant and then disappoint me anyway. So I don't need a man who needs to hold me in my disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yes. Because that because the man who moves away is connected to the disappointment, yeah. right? Or man or a man who can't control his emotions, right? That's the point at which, you know, he's not available or can't see you or can't hold you. Yeah. So it's like you're offering up this other part of yourself about what is it that you're feeling deep down in your heart. In avoidance mm-hmm. right and letting that be loved and held is how then you can manifest somebody who can also love and hold you in that and was... obviously obviously that's not the avoidant guy you see what i'm saying but energetically right. that's how you open yourself up you know and, and radiate out your heart's desire to be held in that is that you are visible, you are available. And one of the ways that you become more visible and available to be held in that is by you holding it, loving it, being with that part of yourself, right? 
versus the survival instinct, which is also coming from love, which is, ooh, at all costs, do anything to not feel this disappointment. You see, but your little girl's in there feeling something, feeling unsafe. And I, I don't even know if disappointment is the core of, of what she's feeling. And we don't have to go completely into this. We're on a podcast right now, but <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, yeah. I It's so funny as you're speaking, I'm like, oh my God, I was literally doing it to myself. Like I was so afraid of avoidance. Really, it's like the avoidance. It's like when someone moves out of way, like there's fear of not getting what we need. And I think like, that's my little girl who's three, who's like, I didn't get the hug from maybe like mom or dad. I'm not really sure. But like at that age, that is like survival, right? We need that. And, but I was, as you were saying that I I went so masculine and like, let me do the trauma therapy. I'm going to find the root of the belief. Right. Which is is you avoiding you. I was avoiding myself. I wasn't reassuring myself. I was so afraid of the disappointment from the avoidance that I literally gave that to myself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And when, and when you're in that state and being, you know, in your masculine in that way and avoiding yourself, you're way more likely to attract a masculine presence that's also avoidant or can't hold that part of you, mm-hmm. you know, not because they don't love you, but because they're doing the same thing that you're doing. Right. Yeah, which I totally could not see at the time. I'm like, I'm doing all the work. Yeah, all the <laughs> you, you, you can even hear, feel the inflection is masculine. You're like, I'm doing the work. All right, I, know. Cool, I got that. I got, got it. Check. Come on, come on. Let's go. Uh, okay, so if someone's going to do this work for themselves around, let's say they're going to bring it into their relationship with, business or money. And they're like, okay, I've gotten this result so far, but it's, it's frantic. It keeps slipping. I can't seem to hold it. And I know that there's a a becoming available for me. Um, and I want to kind of assemble a new identity for myself. Like what's your process look like when you're like, okay, here's where I've been. I want to go here next. You mentioned it kind of the other day on like realigning yourself. Maybe you didn't use that exact word, but you were talking about the the new place that you and Chelsea were deciding that you want to move into. And at first it was like, it can't because, and then you, you shifted that story. You shifted your identity around it. Like what's that process look like for you? Well, I mean, we, we kind of went through it just now, but in a, a very unorthodox way. Right. Um. So I'll start with, like the edge of your capacity, your capacity to create, to live, to give, to love, you know, where you run out of energy, the, the moment where you're like, I, I'm stuck here, right? The edge yeah. of your capacity is the edge of your current identity. Understanding what that, what it is that is holding that edge in place is a good step. So in the context of manifestation or the house story, then it would be like, what are the thoughts or beliefs that are occurring right at the point where we can't see past this point of how this is possible, Mm -hmm. right? 
And one of the most tangible ways to recognize the edge of an identity is by a story. The story just meaning not what's happening, but what we believe about what's happening. Because this is this way, that means this, mm -hmm. right? And especially when we're convicted about that, that this is a limitation. So then I need to figure out how to work my way through this limitation. We've already started with the assumption that it's real, that it's solid, right? Versus that uh, it feels that way. So in the example of the house, I'm trying to remember, did you see that on an Instagram post? We're, mm -hmm. we're telling a story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, in that example, we were more on the, we were tuning into our highest excitement, what's in alignment, what it is that we truly desire. Then we bumped up against the edge of like, okay, well, that's pretty considerably out of our price range. And what we did, and I don't know if this is the best example, so I'm going to try to highlight the nuances here because it was it was pretty swift in this example mm -hmm. but what we realized in that moment is that because we perceived the limitation we didn't fully receive our desire we didn't fully yes it we didn't move into the energy of decision because it's like oh well, we can't make a decision and move towards this or in this moment because we don't have the capacity or the resources to do so and so then we paused and I guess this would be the process and said well let's let this energy of excitement this electricity excitement towards this house let's let it fill us up by saying yes to it we're like okay yes cool so right there we just dissolved the identity structure we began to loosen it up because like this is not a solid object here it's an experience we're having in a moment with a limited perception. So there's so many things outside of that that we can't see. These would be the infinite number of pathways and possibilities and ways that we could actually create what we want, right? Mm -hmm. So once we soften that, and in, in this case, we did it by leaning into it and just saying yes and using the energy of decision. And then it started gaining a momentum on the excitement. In this example, we didn't have to do what I just did with you, which was, process the energy of disappointment but processing the energy of disappointment serves the same function to loosen up the borders of our perception aka our identity wherever we're perceiving there's a lack so that part was the swift part it was just like ah oh, bummer oh just kidding not <laughs> you know what i mean it was more yeah. like three minutes that part and then go ahead well, I, you just explained one of the like the biggest questions I feel like in the manifestation industry when I hear people say, just decide. And people are like, but how? <laughs> right. But that's the identity, the identity saying it's an interesting question. Okay, how do you decide? Maybe we can unpack what it means to decide. Mm -hmm. Because the most tangible part of a decision is saying, I'm doing this. Like mm -hmm. that's the verbal, tangible, it's like you decide. But when I say the word decide, I mean a wholehearted decision, which means our heart, our mind, our body, and our soul is all moving in the same direction. They're all in the same beam and they're all in the same team. Mm -hmm. That's when the power of a decision, it's like this energy of no plan B. Because why would you have a plan B? The plan B is to outwit the disappointment feeling. 
The, pl- yeah. the whole point of the plan B is to protect us from feeling something. And I'm not saying in some instances, a plan B could not be a good idea. I'm just talking about alchemy here, right? We're talking yeah. about manifestation at its core is when you make a wholehearted decision, you're filled up with the electricity. That's the spirit of it. You're filled up with the heart of it. Like you're feeling the fullness of it and you've given all of your attention and it's moving in one direction. Mm-hmm. Right. And so your mind and your body could be in on the decision, but then maybe your heart's not a hundred percent or your spirit is not a hundred percent. And usually if the heart's not a hundred percent, the spirit's not a hundred percent because essentially by the heart, this would be like, let's say, Oh, I don't want to feel the feeling of disappointment. What if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't work out again? Oh, I'm going to have to feel this feeling of disappointment. That means your heart's not fully on board. Even if your mind and your body and your voice is like, we're going that way. Wow. You see? So then it's like, well, how do you get your heart more on board inside this wholehearted decision? You might have to go through something like we just did, which is to be with your inner child, to, to feel the feeling of disappointment and to to bring the love where it's actually needed. So then now your heart can relax and be like, hey, I'm on board with the decision as well. See, now you have your heart. And when you have your heart, then you can feel the spirit of it. That's the enthusiasm. That's the excitement. That's the, um, I'm delighted by this. And it's safe to be delighted. See, so heart, spirit, body, you know, and then the mind. Yes, mindset, mind plays a big role. And not, but, and it's like mind just meaning your beliefs. Like, do you believe it's possible? So that is, that is a thing. But I found that you could have your heart on board and feel the spirit of your desire. And sometimes you can transcend your mind because you surrender to that decision. So yes, it helps to also have a mindset of like, this is possible. I know that it's possible for me. Right. So when I use the word decision, that's how deep a decision is. Mm -hmm. Right. Not just on the surface, but just like, okay. And we know what it feels like when we've made a wholehearted decision. You can take any simple example. Like I'm deciding, this is a silly example, but I'm deciding to go to Erwan and get a green goddess smoothie. Because in my mind, I know I can just hop in the car and do that. I have no resistance in my mind, no resistance. I can get excited about it. That's the spirit of it. Hearts open. Boom, boom, boom. It's a wholehearted decision. So I'm just like, there is no plan B. There is no, I'm, it's a like a laser beam. Mm-hmm. All of the power. And you don't have to have all of that 100% to manifest, but I'm just describing the process. I liked what you said about if you have, your heart and your spirit on board, like that in itself can help alchemize the mind. And what I notice a lot in the entrepreneurial world is where people will say, and myself included. And so I'm reflecting back in times where I'm like, okay, this was a love-based decision. And this was a fear-based decision around like, I'm not going to set a goal because if I set the goal and I don't hit it, then I have to deal with the feeling of disappointment or do I not set a goal because there's just so much aliveness and 
inside of me. Like, let's fuck around and find out and see what we create without it, right? Like ones with love, ones with fear, ones avoidance of feeling that disappointment and ones just like, let's just fuck around and find out what's in the realm of like quantum physics possibility. (laughs) Right. And I'll add one more thing there to the, the disappointment energy. Then part of the identity might be, you know, I'm like, I'm a successful CEO, just, mm-hmm. just to use as an example, right? And you have a meaning associated with that. It might be like, I'm resourceful, I'm capable, I'm powerful, I'm resilient, all these things that are assets, right? They're part of your power. But the place at which that becomes a limiting identity is that if you have internalized your self-worth connected to your identity, that because I'm resourceful, capable, resilient, all of these uh, amazing qualities, that makes me worthy of love. See, that's Mm -hmm. the thing underneath the surface. And that means then if you bump up against a big enough roadblock, a big enough challenge and an inability to do something and you have, then, then the other side of that duality is that means I'm not as valuable. I'm not as valuable. I'm not as worthy of love. That's not wanting to feel the disappointment or to feel that energy yeah of disappointment or of shame and if that's part of your identity structure this is where the limitation in being so capable or so independent i'm just using example as a ceo i'm actually thinking of one of my clients this is where it's a significant limitation because then you know as you're moving towards your goal or your your problem solving you're trying to create something and you're stuck you're just like you're just gonna keep grinding on the surface, it might look like you're a champ. You're awesome. Right. You're being you're being you. Good job. But low key in the background, you're using part of your divine power to actually avoid feeling disappointment or shame. Which means you actually don't have all of your power anyway. So mm-hmm. you see you see what I'm saying? And so that's where but that's an identity. When I use the word identity in a limiting sense. That's where when we create an identity as I'm the powerful, you know, woman CEO, that's where it becomes a limitation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how then would someone, how would you describe identity? Identity is like the result of essentially defining ourselves through a series of decisions, perceptions, beliefs, and emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So when we have an experience in life, let's say we got, we were going after something, even as a child, some, some dream, something we wanted to accomplish, and we, we failed. But in that moment of failing, meaning it didn't happen, we feel this disappointment, Mm -hmm. right? And if we didn't have the tools to emotionally process that disappointment or have someone around to hold us or to see us in that, then the survival mechanism kicks in and says, okay, wow, I felt embarrassment. I felt shame. And even worse, if people in your environment that are close to you were part of you feeling that shame, you know, or withheld their love from you, then the survival instinct kicks in and it's like, okay, I'm going to get I'll read more books, I'll gain more knowledge, I'll gain more wisdom. I'm going to make sure not only that I succeed, that part is innate, like the desire to succeed. 
but I'm going to make sure I don't fail. And what does that mean? It's code for, I'm going to make sure I don't fail. So I don't feel this feeling of disappointment again. And so if you do that enough times, then you start to form beliefs consciously or unconsciously. And then when you form beliefs, then you start to form an identity. You start to think, oh, this is who I am. But it's not actually a solid entity because it's right. the, gl the glue of it is held together by that trapped emotion or whatever it is that you don't want to feel. And that's why when we have, you know, we bump up against the edge of our capacity and you're like, no, I'm telling right. you, this is the way that it is or the economy's bad or all every man I've been with. Like, so since that's the truth, how do I make sure that I don't manifest a man who's can't control his emotions or whatever, right? Yeah. That that becomes an identity. So it's a, a series of, you know, actions, behaviors, perceptions, and feelings. And when we do that enough times, it goes on autopilot and we say, that's me. And that's, that's an identity, you know, or yeah, I, I, you know, you know, you're in an identity when you're really convicted about what you're saying about yourself or about the world. Mm. You're like, I love this conversation because what I see too is, um, when people are making decisions from that more, like even, even as I was in, in my love life around making decisions, thinking that I was doing something that was like bringing like potential wholeness to a relationship and realizing that was still coming from protection. And if it's coming from protection, it's coming from fear, which is like a weakened state, not as powerful as I could be. Um, right. I see that happen in business all the time where people hit that capacity and then they burn their business to the ground or they walk away for a while or um, they lose a lot of money or they start to have physical health issues because they're just operating from that like fraction of power. It's like I see this like really, really strong like auric field around them and all of these teeny, teeny little pieces that are like say yes to this client because we need to hit this goal by this month or make sure to show up for that podcast interview no matter what, because we need that to show like the as seen in part on our, <laughs> right. on our website or <laughs> right. to, validate, to validate our worthiness, our capability or whatever. Not to say all those things are bad. Like you said before, they, they come from a good place, but it's a weakened state of identity for sure. Yeah. Cause you're still, you're still in a state of con control. Right. You're you're moving towards pleasure and you're trying to avoid pain. And that takes consciousness. It takes power. It takes some of your resources to be able to do that. And that's a very practical way to understand why it's significantly limiting. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that this isn't the only way because you can shift an identity through the mind. Like we said, I kind of lightly touched on that piece. But I've found more times than not, it requires passing through the heart. It's just like one moment and like feeling one thing, you know, feeling that moment of I'm incapable, you know, I'm whatever it is. It's usually just one thing where we're protecting our heart in the background. And if that's happening, no amount of mindset work is going to override that, but still keep the heart in a state of protection. You, you know what I mean? And so I've even seen like one of my clients, this is a few months ago, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs probably went through this. He, you know, he's consistently made millions of dollars a year in his business. And he 
he got down to like nothing. Wow. And he was perplexed because he's supremely capable. And so he was trying to use his capability, his know-how, his wisdom. I've done this before. All of it. His con- he was trying to use that to get himself back, to get himself back, to get himself back as the same person. Yeah. And I was like, not working, not working. But the whole entire time he was doing that, he was avoiding this one feeling. This protection was happening in his heart. So it's almost like his soul, his higher self, the universe, whatever, was orchestrating this moment of expansion that really needed to happen. And it was an expansion in his heart. And it's just the willingness for him to be seen and held in that state. not And not the state that his judgmental mind is saying, like the state of I'm a hot mess or I'm a failure or I can't succeed. But what he was actually feeling in his heart, he wasn't fully feeling because he was so busy utilizing his resources to come back, which the comeback part, there's nothing wrong with that. There was a genuine desire to create, to succeed and to make lots of money and all the things. There's nothing wrong with that. It's where this other energy was using to protect the heart and to avoid a feeling that's. So as he penetrated deeper into his heart and let himself be seen and was forced to let himself be seen in some ways in his interpersonal relationships, right? Then his heart relaxed and he could see the truth. He could see his innocence. He could see, oh, I'm still valuable. Even when I'm, I can't figure this out. Even when I don't know, I'm still loved. I still have value. I can relax. And then like within a week, he made like $300,000 and then another is just like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, now, yeah, he's making more money than ever before. And, and he's able to feel his success more because he penetrated deeper into his heart. So it's like bonus, you know, he's able to feel more fulfillment and yeah. success and actually feel more true wealth like deep deep wealth you know so that's that's an example of transcending or uh expanding beyond our identity wow right and i'm using that example because you know it happened over time but in my work with him it really happened over like two sessions so it was a, a very very short period of time considering the gravity of the situation and how long he had been in this state of like trying to do everything that he can. Um, it happened in a very short period of time, time collapsed, but that's because he let love and light penetrate into that. It almost feel like one moment of standing before the world being like, I help, you know, not even like just, just it's the, the openness to like receiving love which also looks like receiving support. And so for him, it was occurring as asking for support. Even when he came to me, it was an ask of support, but it wasn't coming from the masculine identity of like, hey, come on, belt, let's double down. Let's two, two people are smarter than one. You know, let, Let's figure this thing out for me. Because the ask for support came through his heart, 
which he had to go to near near exhaustion to actually feel that, to even be willing to ask. Because the ask for support came from his heart, the support was able to be received where it was actually needed. And the brain, you know, or the, the part of him that's like, but I've got this big problem I need to solve, got to just chill for a second. And so to the brain, it's like, what is, what is this? feel this heart stuff. I don't want to feel this. Like, what? Well, how's that going to help me make money though? Right. Right. And then it's like, release the tension. That's the win. And then of course he already knows how to make money. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, it's <laughs> like, that's, that's not the problem. Uh, wow. That's such a beautiful testimony to, I mean, you and I connected a little bit through text when Ashley introduced us and you had seen my pleasure over pressure comment on my Instagram page. And yes. you had mentioned like talking to, I won't share that story. I'll let you share it if you wanted to, but, <laughs> but really like what pleasure over pressure means is like love over fear, which means like create from the heart, right? Fear is like the bridge is falling. Let me try to like put pieces back together really fast because I know how to build a bridge, but like, why? Like, where is it coming Why? from? Are we, yeah. Like, what are we doing this for? Who are we doing this for? Which iteration of self are we doing this for? Which iteration for humanity are we doing this for? And like, how are we doing it? Why are we doing it that way for ourselves? And it, I do that so well in business, but I had to, I had to have moments of like snotty cries of like being able to ask for help. I was like paying people and still didn't even want to ask them for help very early version of Andrea. <laughs> right. So using that as an example, if you look at like, because as you dissolve the architecture of an, a limiting identity, you instantaneously become a new identity. But if you want to look at that more tangibly, then the new identity, instead of it being like, oh, if I can't figure it out, I'm asking for help. That means that I'm weak and less capable. Maybe the new identity is like, oh, the fact that I'm willing to be vulnerable and ask for help makes me more intelligent. You see, it's a complete reframe. It's like, that's actually smart if you think about it, because if you are willing to, and you open up your resources beyond your little box of you and the whole entire universe, your friends, your community, all of a sudden you become visible and all of these resources can add to your strength and power. To me, that's actually smart, but you see, that's my identity. I'm saying that makes me smart. So when yeah. I don't know, when I can't figure something out, because I've done a lot of work to dissolve this thing in myself, when I can't figure something out, no part of me is thinking I'm dumb, stupid, or less than worthy. I think that if anything, I think that I'm smart in saying, I don't know. But yeah. see, see, my passion in saying that is coming from this identity. You see, so that's how that's one of the ways that we can move from like independence into interdependence. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if my desires, my needs are transparent to life in my heart and like, to, and by life, I mean, that's more metaphysical, but I mean, even to the people closest to me, and to me, that only unlocks more capability, more power, more resources. You see, so not only do I think that not think that I'm a failure if I don't know. I actually think it opens more intelligence. And ironically, because I don't 
need to know because the need to know need meaning like this is there's something that because I don't have to know it doesn't have to be me yeah ironically that only opens me up to more knowing mm -hmm. because I feel I feel like I now now my I when I say I know it extends beyond the container of my own knowledge and wisdom and it opens up to universal intelligence to intuition to my my the people around me you see so that then i turns to we when we're in the heart and that's why in a very practical way of course we're way more capable right so then yes. going going back to the quote the edge of my capacity the edge of your capacity is simply the edge of your current identity this is why when you make an identity shift which is what i'm describing here then the illusion that oh i'm at my capacity who's the me who's my capacity right that opens up now and so very literally you have more capacity it's like i'm out of resources instantly there's more resources i was at the edge of my capacity instantly i'm not you know it's like uh, oh i'm out of out, i'm out of space right now i'm out of bandwidth i don't have the energy yeah but your identity is assuming that you have to be the one to do the thing so that's why you're saying that's why you're saying it's a limitation what if that wasn't true I just had a conversation with my COO <laughs> this morning about this very topic in community and in business. And I love what you said, like, who's the me or where can I find we? I feel like now right. more than ever, we are really, really needing to create like strong community around us. I, you know, I told you I was in this like ocean this morning that kind of really started heavily yesterday. And I had to get on a, not had to, but I got to get on to content planning meeting with a couple of my team members. And I was just like, you guys, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. And they just looked at me and they're like, well, maybe you're not supposed to, maybe we need to go like tap into resources. And I opened my, um, Bingo. my text this morning and they had created this beautiful piece of like edible art through words. And I was just like, Oh, I'm so glad that I didn't try to know because they did better than I could have even accessed from where, where my capacity was at yesterday. Right. And so if you imagine this as the new you and this really integrates, right, mm -hmm. this, this point of expansion, then what happens is you won't need to get to a point of suffering or exhaustion to receive that. You'll just be like, yes. That's just part, that's just the way my world works. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You you won't need the, the lesson or the catalyst or the rock bottom or the moment of like, I really need for you guys to take this over right now because I can't, I literally can't or feel like I can't. When it's a new identity, that's one of the ways you can check to see, did, have you received not just the lesson, but the transformation of identity because then you won't need for it to get to that point to mm -hmm be open and receptive and to see that, oh, it's, it's a we, not, not just when I can't do it, mm -hmm. but it's just a we, because it's just a we, mm -hmm. that we is part of me. That's the new identity. A little spoken word. Yeah. Card there. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You literally, we could like this. I keep seeing this as like you just delivered alchemy into one of those little like mason jars and I see like little <laughs> fireflies within it just like lighting it up and like coming in and going and just like there's 
so mm. much energy. It is just like such, it's been such a gift. You are, I mean, you, mm. I'm sure you hear this often because I see people say it about you often, but like you are such an alchemist and you have you. the wisdom of the universe constantly flowing through you. And that's just a testament to who you have allowed yourself, created yourself, the identity that you have um, chosen for yourself. I'm sure that you didn't just wake up on day one and this was the <laughs> now every everything I'm taking you through I've been through everything that yeah. I'm talking about I am devoted to you know um so and thank you your devotion is so felt seen heard just appreciated in the most realist way that I could possibly say, like you, like I said, I, I, I saw your content last summer and I was just like, I need to know this person. <laughs> Ashley's like, Oh, I know him. We'll put you in a text message right now. And I was like, right now. <laughs> awesome. So thank you. What, what would be a way that people can come into your world? What are you, what feels most alive? How should people know you work with you and be in your world? So. I'll do the socials first. I'm at Oren Harris on Instagram, O-R-E-N-H-A-R-R-I-S. My website is also orenharris.com. You can hop on to my newsletter. It's dope. I'm Oren Harris on Facebook. And I would say ways to work with me. There's a lot of ways to work with me, but I'll just highlight a couple of things right now. Um, one is you can join my membership site which I'm relaunching. I'm excited about that. You can find out about that in my Instagram bio. Two, Chelsea and I are launching a new container. Or actually, this is the third time we're running it called Holy Fuck. I um, saw that. that. Uh, yeah, is that for singles yeah. too? Because I want in. <laughs> it's, it, well, it's for for women who are singles okay. or couples. So okay. yes, we, we would absolutely love to have you. Um, it's like the creme de la creme of our work. Yeah, so there's holy fuck. And in this quarter, I have two mentorship spots open. And that's something that um, you can email me or DM me through Instagram or through my website to inquire about mentoring with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are the three things that I'll mention right now. Um, the most new, kind of new and exciting identity right now for me is the creative director you know, taking my creative genius and my ability to unlock creative invincibility and creative genius in mainly creative entrepreneurs and artists um, is a brand new, a brand new identity that I'm playing with right now that I'm pretty stoked about as well. You can see the aliveness coming off of you as you uh, Yeah. It's like, yeah, the, the creativity is just being even spoken through your body. Like you can't even stay still saying. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. That's the best. That's the best. Okay. Well, I'm in for holy fuck. Everyone heard it here first. I'm on my way. And yeah, I, I did see your subscription as well. And so we'll link all of that in the show notes. Orin, you're such awesome. a gift. I'm so grateful for your time mm. and capacity and bringing some stillness to these waters this morning. I didn't even know what I was waking up to and you didn't either. So thank you so much. I honor you. I appreciate you. Yeah, an absolute pleasure. You're a joy to be with. You're such a beautiful soul. And I appreciate you leaning in and letting yourself be uh, contained, cuddled a little bit as Thank well. Thank you. And, and also just like loving yourself 
in the process of sharing with all of us. Yeah, it's really beautiful. So just honoring you for that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. You guys hit those links in the show notes. Go check out Warren. Please follow him on Instagram. And then specifically send him a DM and let him know what was that one thing that just like electrocuted you, made your eyes open mm. a little bit wider, just made you stand a little bit taller, maybe even took your breath away for a second. Send him a DM, show him some love and appreciation. Thanks guys. As always, Andrea dropped the mic. I'm Lorelai Taylor, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed listening, please follow, review, and share with your friends. As always, anything mentioned in the show will be detailed in the show notes. And to keep up with everything going on with Andrea, check her out at love underscore Andrea Crowder on Instagram and check her links for some fun surprises too. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here.